0: We're rounding out the final batch of episodes here of Grassroots Marketing for 2023 here on CannabisRadio.com and still getting some of the lingering effects of the folks that were participating in being a part of the MJ Business Conference in Las Vegas last month. And joining me right now is a company that offers over 15 years of logistics and business management leading the company with a wide range of real-world experience. Our guest has that, a specialized focus in secure logistics, his company, and with his own personal business background and leadership skills, make him an integral part of the company's efforts and their community outreach efforts. The company is Teleria, uh, Teleria Transportation, and I'm here with their CEO, Ari Raptus. Ari, thanks for being on with us. Well, Jorge, thank you for having me,
1: and it's an exciting day to be on uh, on the radio show. Thank you.
0: Now, first of all, I want to make point that from the very beginning of the program, uh, we're, or cannabis radio itself going back to what 2014 i want to say i remember we had people on that would talk about oh here's what we have in terms of we have we're, we're supplying canines to secure your cannabis across from wherever point a to point b or we're making sure we have cameras in there or some other kind of you know robotics devices in there whatever it is ai and all these companies that we've heard about you know either at a conference that we hosted or other conferences we've gone to everybody's had their own issues on how making sure to go ahead and secure whether it's deliveries now from a smaller end for those that want to get and deliver, because people are asking for delivery service, that's been very popular since the pandemic, but then a larger scale. And even if it's not interstate, if it's just from one point to one point, making sure that that product, that that load, that cargo is safe and secure, that's what Teleria has been about. So talk to me real quickly about when you have to go make you mention about all these other things that other companies will do, what is it about Talaria that stands out, and why it's been fifteen years so strong? You know, Jorge. So
1: we've been in operation for about seven years now, since two thousand seventeen. And from the very beginning, what what separated us from the the rest of the landscape was the team members that we would hire. Uh, Talaria employs and hires only retired state police officers and retired law enforcement to help move. our our products securely. Uh, So uh, what we have done was, uh, along with our secure vehicles and and the proper security measures that we take in the vehicles and the transportation side, we go the extra mile on the before stages of hiring. So our background checks, the the due diligence that we put into interviewing our guys and our team members Everyone that we employ from a retired state officer, retired uh, state police officer, uh, has 25 years of service, has worked a regimented job, being on time, being on schedule, and uh, has lived a life of security for 25 years. So uh, we believe what sets us apart is our team members, our world-class team members that we bring on to make sure that they're moving the product in the most secure fashion and in the most timely fashion.
0: Now, down the line, uh, Telaria, you know, is going along with the growth of other, uh, just as state-by-state as cannabis being legalized from an adult use or medical market standpoint. The plan is that, that, you know, eventually, optimally, to be able to go and service all states with regulated cannabis programs. That's the plan with that. And you're doing that with a number of different relationships you've also created recently, Melee Home Delivery and National Secure Transport. With all of that, you're working in home deliveries. You're working in commercial deliveries. Real quick, I want to take the home delivery route because of the fact that obviously we see with various companies, Amazon is a great example. You see those big blue trucks. You know their fleet is out there; it's constant, and there's always an issue of you know loss management, loss prevention that's going on on the road when you're not able to go ahead and keep a full security of your product or that cargo, as you're getting it off the main distribution center, what can you tell me about some of the issues you've seen where if you've compared to what other companies that have had to do with that large scale delivery, now that you're entering into the home space, what is it you're looking at that you need to be able to do to, once that product is now on that person's doorstep to make sure that whatever measures can be done to make sure that that is securely taken from distribution to the customer.
1: Well, uh, again, thank you for that question. Great question. Uh, You did mention our our two other companies, National Secure Transport and Meligo, both under the kind of parent company of Telaria, all moving products securely, Uh, operating in about 29 states that we are in between the three different companies that we are. And more specifically, uh, giving the example of home delivery that you brought up, Meligo, which is our home delivery company, where we transport about 50% of the market in Utah from a home delivery standpoint. We pick up the product from the dispensary and we deliver it to their patients' homes in a secure fashion. And the, as you mentioned, the difference between Millie Go and let's say Amazon is, the again, the employees that keep on honing in on the employees that we hire and the team members that we bring on. But it, it is actually a natural progression of how uh, medical marijuana, recreational marijuana has come into the fold is with the state-mandated system. And this seed-to-track system that the states have implemented truly document where where the products are at all times. So our SOPs that we have to adapt in a, cha- a chain of custody of moving product from one room to another or the one room to a car and then the car to the patient's doorstep all has a proper workflow with digital reporting along the way to make sure that one person has checked this off compared to the next person. And without that proper chain of custody and due diligence along the supply chain, that's how products go missing and how products go astray. So with the, the persistent effort of our employees and, and the state mandated system and our amazing tracking system that we have, we, we have had a, an amazing success that had zero leakages, zero thefts, zero losses in the past seven years. So we're one of the few companies that I'm I'm here knocking on wood. I don't know if you can hear me over there, but I'm knocking on wood that we have zero losses from the past seven years where we take pride in that.
0: One more time, zero losses in the last seven years. One of the things I, I gotta make mention of as well is you you've already focused very specifically on the team members you have that are out there on the road making deliveries, that you're specifically are targeting employees that are with law enforcement backgrounds, I would say military backgrounds, just they understand, you know, the security. And one of the things that has been talked about a lot when it comes to the drivers that are making deliveries is testing requirements. So all these different states, you know, in their cannabis control programs, they're all talking about, you know, drug testing requirements. Even though, so like, okay, you have to go through that along with the fact that, and in some states, you've had some drivers that have already been dropping off of the workforce because of the fact of outdated cannabis testing requirements. Uh, normal talk so talking about that since the start of the year. And other, I've seen a lot of the stories that talk about the same thing because there's a belated labor shortage according to the industry reports. But is that an issue? Because of the hiring angle, the the method of how you go ahead and what you were trying to go determine who are the right candidates to work with Meligo or or, or uh, Tellaria in general, that drug testing is not an issue because they're not necessarily... I mean, you're barely bringing out people that are not necessarily consuming the product themselves, nor are you worried about them, you know, having to go ahead and do anything with the product itself. They're just doing the job. Yeah. So, I mean, we do have some employees that consume med-
1: medical or recreational, and uh, to us, we want to make sure that you're 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 properly moving the vehicle in the most the safest way possible. So, we do do, do drug tests to make sure that. A, an employee is not impaired. And if there's ever an incident, we we do a drug test after as any other employer. But we want to make sure that we're, we're bringing on a team member in the right way from the very beginning. So have, all team members go through a proper drug test and proper background test. Uh, and mainly because uh, we're, we're dealing with our National secure Transport Company. We're dealing with financial institutions and the Federal Reserve Bank. So uh, in in that world, we need to make sure that the guys that we're setting to the Federal Reserve are the, are, are are coherent and, and in the right state of mind. So we do proper drug
0: tests along the way. Now, another area I never really was familiar with is the fact of how transfers, just like dispensaries, also have licenses. So in all these states, you still have to go ahead and, you know, well, government is going to find a way to get a little bit of something off of you, not just taxes, but if they can get you on the licensing fee on a regular basis, they'll do that too. So, talking about the cost that you have with that, because they notice we get a lot of logistics companies we talk about, but they're only doing things from just, you know, seed to sale, just from dispensary, from cultivator to dispensary. That's it. But they're not talking about the logistics of the actual transport. So, the extra cost that's intended because of this, where you're already putting that extra money in by having to go and hire specifically the type of hires that you have. But there's also then, the licenses you have to also spend on that. Look, like, what do you get to me about in terms of about well, I just saw Illinois now has a new uh they're setting up new cannabis transporter licenses that'll be effective uh until January 2027. So four year licenses, all that going on. I imagine how much that would be costing against a company like Telaria, if you're gonna have any drivers delivering in Illinois. What can you tell me about the pricing it is, you know, what governments are asking of you and expecting of you in terms of the kind of hit that you have to take from a licensing standpoint?
1: Yeah, great question. And with us operating in 29 states, not only is it the licensing a- aspect that is expensive, it's actually developing the infrastructure in every single state. Because every state needs to have its own transportation vehicles, own team members, own own, own warehouse, own, own housing, that infrastructure is also very expensive. But back to the question of the licensing side of it, it can range anywhere between five thousand or eighty thousand dollars, depending on that license uh application fee with the state. And it ranges up and down, but the the that in my eyes is the minimal fee compared to the existing infrastructure that we need to develop or the infrastructure we already have developed. We had a licensing compliance team uh that is working for us for the past now six Five and a half, six years as we expanded our markets. And their sh- mere job is to make sure that we're compliant, we're licensed properly in every state, and extend more applications a- a into the new states that are coming online. So as you mentioned, Illinois, applying for the license, applying for that application, putting the, the thousand-page application process together to get a license in that state. So yes, the cost for the license is anywhere between five and $80,000 to get into a state, but it's the the hundreds of hours that need to get put in before the application or the hundreds of hours after you win the application to develop that infrastructure. For example, in New Jersey, we're applying for a product distribution license, so a warehouse. And that's a, that's an amazing example of, uh, uh, of a lift that our team has taken. From our compliance team, the 100 hours that they put in, it's a building the application for us to have that product distribution license. And then from our operate on site new market operations team to go out look for a property develop the property find uh, that distribution center that we're going to build that infrastructure. Then uh, the the catalyst to that is our HR team that needs to hire and the sourcing of the vehicles. It, it it turns out to be anywhere between a half a million to a million dollars to enter a new state uh, a, as that initial infrastructure and capex expense, and it, it it's a big undertaking to take. And there's as i say there's a lot of moving gears like an engine yeah. to operate this transportation world whether we're moving product cash or home delivery but there, there's a million different gears that we need to make sure that sync up and, and turn at the same time or the engine doesn't move forward and it, unless we can get those gears to sync up properly that car won't start and we
2: can't move forward so That's kind of the ever so. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: task of uh, what we do on a daily basis here at Tolaria. One of the other areas I want to focus on is with the arm of national secure transport. So armored vehicles and cash and transit services, turnkey ATM solutions. With no safe banking act legislation that's going up for a vote, we're not, I mean, I'm not looking at it for next year. I'm not looking at it for next couple of years unless we see a super majority in Congress where that bill comes to light. So until then, I mean, you know, we have a company that is hosting a podcast with us that is working on a credit card processing service, you know, much in the same vein as like American Express or Discover or Visa. But until then, the thing is that we still, many other businesses would like to be cashless. Cannabis cannot. So cash-based businesses and also not, we'll try not to go ahead and hold on to much cash inside. Obviously, we already know there's a lot of issues with theft. That still is a constant problem for various dispensaries. And the part is that by still having to go work with cash as they are, and they can't put it in a bank because of some of the issues within the obstacles they have of being able to go ahead and keep money in a bank or be able to go ahead and do anything with any kind of banking services. What is it with National Secure Transport that offers the solution for those that still have the working? I mean, obviously there's no choice but the work in cash, but what can you tell me in terms of providing the services of meal to have these armored vehicles around. And when that money's taken off the dispensary, you know, off the business's hands, where does it go? Yeah. Uh, Amazing question. And uh, kind of the premise
1: of what National secure Transport is, you can imagine us like a national armored car company, similar to the company that you see riding in those big blue trucks called Brinks. We're, We're back for the cannabis industry. And what we do under Natural Secure Transport, or in short, NST, uh, is that we provide the facility of money movement for financial institutions. There's, there's about 56 true banks that bank cannabis today. And we work with those 56 banks to help get the money into the banking system on behalf of that bank. So uh, let's say Bank A has a customer that we service. We pick up that cash for that dispensary for the bank. We have a contract with the bank, we have a contract with the customer. We pick up the cash uh, at the dispensary and we bring it back to one of our secure vaults that are scattered across the country. Uh, we bring that cash to our secure vault and we process that cash. And what does that mean when we process the cash? It means we open the bag that the dispensary put the money in a secure bag for us and we count. Uh, and we when we count it, we verify the total the dispensary said. So if there was a million dollars in the bag, we count that million dollars and we transmit through our software, our proprietary software to the bank, say, hey, Bank A, we counted a million dollars. At that time, because we have that arrangement with the bank, the bank offers the credit to the customer. So that million dollars, that cash that we picked up yesterday, that we counted today, is now offered to the uh, to to the dispensary in their bank account. They, uh, that million dollars shows up as if it's, uh, the digital currency turned into digital currency.
0: So right we, now we're having access to their cash anytime they, had, they need to. The only difference is that what is it about the security you have with the vault that you have wherever that location is? What can you think about the security they have at that vault on a regular basis? Yeah, so I mean the security at the vault is I mean you you can imagine Fort Knox. Uh, that's kind
1: of what we did from the Canada side. We 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 bought a couple old bank vaults scattered across the country and we, we hyper-secured them, uh, access doors, as if you're going into a, a, a fortnight, mainly because of the, the amount of currency that we count across the country. Jorge. We're counting about 2 to $2.5 billion a year in cash, meaning that we pick up cash at the dispensary in our secure vehicles across the country, bring it to our secure vault, and we count it on behalf of the dispensary, on behalf of the bank. And then we, we in turn, deposit for that financial institution, into their bank account at the Federal Reserve Bank. So that money ends up leaving our facility every single day to go to the Federal Reserve Bank. And and it gets deposited into the Federal Reserve bank account for that bank. So similar to me and you, Jorge, that have an account at Bank of America, the bank has an account at the Federal Reserve, and
0: we're responsible to deposit their cash into their bank account. Now, as you have armored trucks and you have also armored uh, security, the, we're operating the vehicles, these armored trucks, would the same thing be said about the transportation as well? Are they also is is that same kind of aspect instituted as well? So are they armed as well when to keep where if it's product or if it's cash or if it's whatever that it's always under some secure transport and armored?
1: Yeah, so uh, every state has their different regulation, but we go to the fullest extent to the, the, the strongest regulation. We want to make sure that our vehicles are properly secured and and, and safe, then that our team members, whether they're moving product uh, or they're moving cash or they're moving a home delivery and consumer product, that it's a secure vehicle. And yeah, we do go through the proper due diligence, especially in the beginning when we purchased the vehicles. They go through the, uh, how do we say it, the Talaria kind of shape. We make sure that the the car is, is able to go on the road for all three different companies. Right.
0: 250 people, more than 250 people across 29 states you employ and again you've mentioned retired police officers, military veterans carrying out all deliveries. Is it hard to get the hiring, those to hire obviously with those police officers I would imagine, you know, they might have had to been used to going and pulling over, having traffic stops with various citizenry having go and pull people over for you know, distribution or you know, carrying cannabis and at the time it was illegal. Is it Has it been difficult to bring people on and have there been any issues where, you know, that's what it is that you bring people on board and they just start realizing, well, now that things have changed, well, there's no issue about me doing this, even though it might not be something I do, but it might be something in my career I had to treat differently, but now it's in a different aspect. A very good point and uh, uh, a very impactful story that
1: resonates with me that ties to that question is that I'm the beginning stages of our company, uh, seven years ago, I'm, I'm, I'm delivering the product and I have a retired chief of police next to me, uh, what our first employee, uh, and we're delivering product to the first dispensary in Pennsylvania. We, we started, started off the program in PA and delivered the first product, uh, in PA. And when we pulled up to that first stop, I mean, we started the day at Two o'clock in the morning, and we got to our first dispensary at like eight thirty. We went, went across the state, and when we pulled in, we have—I can tell you—millions of dollars worth of cannabis in our in our, in our trunk load, right in our, our in our van. And we're doing deliveries across the uh, across the state in Pennsylvania. We get to the first dispensary, and there were about ten people waiting in that dispensary, uh, uh, waiting for the product that we were we were delivering, saying, thanking us for getting the product there. Sick patients, people that needed the product from uh, from their anxiety or cancer or epilepsy, and, and the thankfulness and the tears that came down their eyes resonated with the, the chief of police that I had in the car next to me. He said, "He said, 'Wow, uh, how impactful that was to deliver that piece.' I will be forever grateful." And to his 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 background is that yes, he he did police it because the law police that. That was illegal. That was black and white. Now that the law is saying that it's not, he said it's it's not a he, it's not a felony. It's not not a charge. And the as much as good that he can do to help provide and push cannabis to the next level and educate the the rest of the 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 police force, current and retired of the good that we're transferring, the good that this provides, other than going into other ancillary uh, other ancillary items right where you don't want to respectfully go into opioids or other type of drugs the the proper dosing of medicine uh he saw the good in it and that was one of the biggest impacts that we had on how to properly explain what we're doing to the 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 team members that we're hiring that we 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 transport a bag of hope we deliver hope we deliver a bag of, of goods and needs that a consumer needs uh and yes, you could do it recreational. Yes, but there, this provides a, a lot of good in the world, a lot of a, a lot of needed help in the world, and for it to be shut down and and, and looked as a taboo in our industry and our current landscape is is a shame. And and, and the team members that we've hired, the two hundred and sixty five retired state police, retired law enforcement, are all true believers. Are advocates for the program to say, "Hey, we need to go out there, and we need we need this to be done in a proper manner, in a proper facet, in a secure facet." And they advocate secure transport and it being done in a regulated mindset, right? And it's properly tracked, just like how any other uh, any other alcohol, beer, or even pharmaceutical drugs are tracked. So we're we're going down the right path of proper le- legislation and proper tracking. And our team members are are all about it. They're 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 excited to to be a part of the team and transport that that and deliver that bag of hope and goodness in 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 the in the in, in the back of our vehicles.
0: I love that you actually are able to go ahead and offer opportunities to those employees, those that have served first responders and those that have served proudly for our country. I love that. You know, that's one of those things where, you know, when you are retired police or when you are you served and you've been discharged and you're finished with your military duties what do you do next i mean you know we always hear the things where well i mean we wish that of that can continue to do something in terms of security especially you know some of our schools which would be nice because of all these issues we always hear about you know school shootings and things like that where these, what other jobs are available for these folks and i love that this is one place that you can definitely go and you know it's on its business, it's security. It It's relevant to what they've done. It's specifically their training, their background. It works specifically for this. And obviously, it's a important service. And I'm it's amazing that it's 265, they'll service the service twenty nine for all 29 states. So you're able to get that kind of help. Um, now, what are you doing about the... Say again, you, I'm sorry? You knocked it right on the track. So we're all for employment
1: to the retired state police, retired law enforcement, and veterans. And... uh that last part, veterans, really hits home for me. And uh, being able to provide a line of work for our veterans and people that have served and helped protect our country. Currently, today we have 35,000 veterans that are homeless. That we do yeah. our, in my opinion, we're doing an injustice to people that have served our country and put their life on the line to keep us home and protected and in one of the greatest countries in the world. And and Seeing that number rise from 33,000, 35,000 in this past year to see that we have that many homeless veterans. Anything I can do to help provide employment to our veterans is is exactly kind of
0: our our, our motto and our direction that we're taking the company. Go ahead, direct to the website. That's Talaria, T-A-L-A-R-I-A.com. And for those that go ahead and go to the website, if you want to go look for a job within the industry, you can find a spot where you can go ahead and look for that. And also, there's a big button that says get in touch. And for those that companies that are looking to go ahead and get an idea of your services it offers, obviously, when it comes to security, armor security, when it comes to cannabis transportation, logistics, all that there for you, uh, license secure deliveries, monitored and insured product transport, storage and transparent transfer, cannabis home delivery and cash processing, among other things. For those that want to go to the website, who should be coming to the website and what questions should they be ready to go ahead and answer? What what information should they have ready when they come and talk to you?
1: Yeah, uh, thank you. So anyone that's looking to to drive the vehicles, be our transport, anyone that's look interested in, in wholes- helping us run our wholesale distribution business, any active sales team members that w- are, are are looking to expand their 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 reach, uh, we're actively hiring a sales team across the country. And, and drivers across the country. Uh, they can reach out to us, we're excited to bring them on and uh, we're we're hiring like there's no other. I mean, uh, we we can't hire fast enough. So, we're, anyone that is interested, please submit a a, a your information on the portal and, and our team will reach out immediately.
0: Once again, website is uh, telaria, talaria.com, t a l a r i a.com and again, here with Ari Ravtis, CEO and founder of Teleria Transportation. Thanks for being on with us. Really appreciate you taking time out. Hey, it was a pleasure. Thank you.